You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. My name is Ben Anderson, and I'm an associate pastor here at the church, and with me this week again is Michael Green. Yeah, as always, I'm here. You're here, ready to go, and we are excited to be with you guys again and just remind you guys about our mission, which is Go Serve Love. It's the mission of our church, but that's also the mission of a follower of Jesus. Yep. Um, And every week, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about how the message resonated with us, and then... You know, the the biggest purpose for this podcast is, you know, we can sit in here on a Sunday and we can hear a great message yep. and it can pull out our hearts and we can agree with, you know, what Pastor Al is saying from the from the stage. And the, 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 the thing is that we want to use this opportunity on to make it practical. Yep. How do we how do we go serve love right where we're at? You know, how do we live out what it means to be a Christian Monday through Saturday not just on Sunday. Yeah. Well, it's so easy on Sunday to get there's awesome worship music, you're excited and yeah. you got those, you know, phrases that Pastor Al says, it inspires you yep. and you get into the minivan and then you're yelling at your kids already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. but yes, definitely apply it. Uh but we would also love to hear from you guys, you know, as always if there's a topic that you want us to tackle or dive into or discuss, you know, go on over to our central hub. Uh, which is on our website, limabaptisttemple.org. Fill out a form there. Let us know. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah. But uh, Michael, Pastor Al, this Sunday, or this past Sunday, he talked about the prodigal son, started a new series called Coming Home. It's going to last a few weeks. Um, So our podcasts over the next uh, few weeks are going to kind of revolve around that. But what was, you know, one of your takeaways? Something that really resonated with you. You know, for me, when when I think of the parable of the prodigal son, you know, it's just an amazing reminder of there's nothing that I can do. I mean, I can go live my life however I want, and God's still going to welcome me back. You know, yeah. that, does, that doesn't give us an excuse to sin, right? Yeah. That doesn't give us an excuse to make grace cheap. Yeah. But it's just a reminder that God loves us so much that there's really nothing we can do. You know, you don't really understand that until you have a kid. Yeah. Like once you have a kid, you begin to understand that a little more. So, you know, you try to explain this to students and college students and even, you know, kids and they kind of grasp it, but you don't truly understand that until you have a kid that that kid is yours. Yeah. Like, and, and you love them no matter what. Yeah. You might have to, you know, correct them a few yeah. times and, and stuff, but no matter what, you love that kid. And then on the flip side, you know, I think of the other brother, you know, who got kind of angry, got angry. You know, he was, he was kind of, you know, the guy who he did everything right. All right. Like he's like, you know, I did everything right. I, I did my job. I, I stayed loyal to my father, you know, all this stuff. And he gets frustrated because the father welcomes the prodigal mm-hmm. son back. And I'm like, how many times are we one of those brothers? You know, yeah. how many times, you know, for me, I think a lot of it as church people, I think a lot of us end up being the older brother who got upset that the prodigal was welcomed back or was frustrated because, hey, we did everything right. We 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 did everything we were supposed yeah. to do. 
and you're giving him the fatted calf, you're giving him the robe, mm. the ring, the sandals, you're giving him all, all the stuff. stuff that, you know, like, hey, I was I was supposed to get that. And I was the one that followed the rules and right? did the right thing. Yeah, we can get so frustrated <laughs> and so selfishly inwardly yep. focused that we forget about the people that God God loves everybody equally. Yeah. And not not just the people who, you know, check things off their list and do things right. Let me ask you this question. And this might blindside you a little bit, but does your perspective on this, you know, one of the greatest parables probably, you know, mm-hmm. you could probably argue that. Has your perspective changed on it since adopting two kids? Kind of the same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> has my perspective changed since adopting two kids? I mean, I wouldn't say it's really changed. You know, I mean, talking about having, you know, going from like literally a year and a half ago, I had no kids to now you have three now i have three <laughs> um it, it, it's definitely been a learning curve yeah. and an experience um but I, you know it's it's kind of like i said just it just makes that that story so much more relatable yeah so much more like wow like it's like it, 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 it you just don't comprehend it until you actually become a father yep. about how God feels about us. Yeah, and you didn't just become a father. You're literally thrown into it, like, <laughs> diving off a high dive straight yeah. into three, which is a great story. We'll have to talk about that. You know, I think for me, I think so many times in the past, I've always focused on, you know, kind of the son, right? The son that got all the stuff. And, you know, now that I'm a parent, now that I'm a dad, you know, I want to be like that father. I want to mm. be the dad that extends grace that, um, is kind of consistent, even mm. keel, and just wraps his family and his children in love, even maybe when they're, things are going good, not necessarily in that prodigal situation. And I think just that consistency of that, and I just, I just picture it, and, you know, we don't know a lot, just, you know, he's just kind of chill, he's laid back, and, his, you know, son comes home, and <laughs> son's like, hey, I want this stuff, I want, you know, and he throws him a feast yeah. and gives him all those things, but I want to be that type of father and I want to be that for my family and lead in that way. And, you know, it's easy Mm -hmm. for, I think for us to talk about that because we really haven't been in, you know, our kids are young. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm really even looking forward to those years, but we're going to have to grapple with these tough situations and, you know, we're going to have to have tough conversations and, you know, it may even be stuff between our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to wrap our heads around that. But I think that kind of leads us into what we want to talk about uh, the next few weeks. And that's what does, you know, a healthy family look like? Mm. And I think in our culture today, it's way too easy to get off course. It's way too easy yeah. uh, to take it off of you know, God and just get focused on maybe even things that are great, but, you know, we end up getting sidetracked and we lose focus. Um, and I kind of go back to, you know, you posted on Facebook back in the fall, you know, yeah, that, back when we were taking this class, that class, class like, on evangelism, evangelism, yep. and it ended up, I think the impact, what impacted us the most was that family to family book. Yeah. Just really, it was just kind of like a knife stabbing into us. Like, man, we've <laughs> got to make some changes in our family life. Yeah. Uh, but you posted that quote just about, how families today are falling victim to the American culture. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we see it all around us. I mean, think about, I mean, just look, like, as a parent, look at your schedule of a week. Like, just mm. just the busyness thing, just the scheduling thing, right? Like, you probably have sports games, practices, 
you know, your kids are are six and they're already playing sports and you already have practices after school and games. And then you got to try to find time to, to do things together as a family. And then you've got, I mean, when busy seasons come, you know, you've got all the other stuff going on with whether it's your job or whether it's your extended family outside of just the family in your home, you know, it's so easy to get busy and to lose our focus and to begin to focus on culture's distractions. You know, there's so many distractions in our culture that take away from ultimately God, but besides God, take away from our family, you know, take that, that, that time, that energy, those resources away from our family. Yeah. When I think we spend so much time tracking all of our activities and all the events that we do. And like I said, you know, they could be really, really good things, but we end up, I know what my spouse is doing. I knocked my microphone, but so I may know what my spouse is doing, but I don't know my spouse, right? Yeah. We know what they're doing, but are we checking in? Are we seeing how the kids are doing? We know all mm. the activities and we have it planned out and, you know, we're juggling it, you know, perfectly. I think one of the biggest repercussions, not just for our family, but when we live that type of lifestyle, it really can hinder our witness, you know, as a family mm-hmm. and how we serve and how we go and share the gospel and how we love people. Um, but it's almost like, you know, we have this family that, you know, we're doing all these things and, you know, everything's just, just right. It's, you know, you're balancing everything. But if one thing gets off kilter, right, yeah. everything is just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it explodes. And I think we need to be really, really careful of that. You know, there it's interesting there. I looked up a couple of statistics this morning from the American Family Association. And this was as of 2018. So okay. it's probably... I would think it would have gotten worse since then, but one third of families eat dinner together. So obviously, you know, probably back in the fifties and sixties yeah. and even that, that was a big deal. Yeah. And I remember my wife and I, we asked uh, one of our good friends who they have kids in college now, like what is the one thing like as a family and as parents that led to, you know, your kids turning mm. out the way they did, did cause they have great kids they said, we eat dinner every night together, no matter what. You know, sometimes that means 8 p.m., 9 p.m., <laughs> 10 p.m. Um, but I think we, that's... we never actually did that as a family when I was growing yeah. up. Like we I always wanted that. Like I always wanted to sit around the dinner table and eat yeah. together. But we never really did that. We, we would all kind of especially in junior high and high school, we would all kind of just go to the kitchen, get a plate, get what we wanted go to our bedrooms. My parents went to the living room. Me and my yep. brother went to our bedroom. My sister went to her bedroom. And, you know, I can definitely see, you know, how that might've been a, a, a hindrance, you know? And for me as a father now, you know, it's, we eat dinner together every night, but my kids are one, two, and three. So <laughs> I'm, I'm creating that, that I guess starting point, Yeah. but their conversation goes nowhere. Yeah. I don't understand half the stuff that comes out of their mouth. <laughs> I get frustrated yeah. because they make so much mess, right? Like yeah. I'm one of those people that just likes things clean and, and, and I'm nice. I'm the same way. So I get frustrated and it's just like, you know, I'm st- I'm setting that parameter for the future, but right now it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I right? mean, they're just too young to have meaningful <laughs> conversation. One yeah. of the things that Sarah and I do is, and James is six years old, turned six in November, and he can do this, but we do a high-low high every day. Okay. So what was one of your highs? What was a low? What was another high? So you kind of sandwich the bad with the good stuff. 
Uh, but that, it creates really good conversation at the dinner table. And some days it's like, man, there are absolutely no highs. <laughs> but some days, you know, really good things. You know, another interesting statistic is the average dad, not talking about moms, but the average dad spends eight to 10 minutes per day with their kids. Wow. The average. Wow. So there's obviously more of that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's things that fall out of those parameters, but that's crazy average. Eight to 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to our very first podcast where I said, I want to focus this year yeah. with my family on not just quality time, but quantity and making yep. sure I'm building that into, yeah, you know, my day, sure. my week, my month. Um, last one, which we don't need to spend too much talking about this, but I just thought it was crazy. The average couple, the average husband and wife spend four minutes of uninterrupted time together a day. Four minutes. That's really bad. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so I think, I mean, that made me feel and, good. Well, and here's the thing. We wonder why there's so many issues in marriages and why the divorce yep. rate has gone up and, you know, all the things that we see happening within the family, yep. you know, four minutes with each other as a couple, how are you possibly going to know that person? Yeah. You know, how are you possibly going to be able to be connected with that person and have those meaningful conversations to where you're actually growing together as a couple and you're not just kind of both doing your, your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to point out too. I meant to say this in the beginning, but you know, me and we're approaching this at, you know, we're experiencing this, we're wrestling with this, like yeah. in our daily life right now. And this is coming from a humble approach we don't want to come across like, you know, we absolutely know everything. Oh, we, have we don't have anything together. figured out. No. <laughs> and like this right now, we are figuring it out on this podcast. That's right. And then we're going to go home and our spouses are going to be like, mm, yeah, they're going to be like, go. you said this. <laughs> Time to step it up, boy. Yeah. So gentle accountability is good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we get caught up with all the busyness. We get frustrated. And, you know, mm. I listed some warning signs there in our notes. I don't know how much we want to go over those. But, you know, I think a big, I know in my family and even growing up, just trying to be good at so many things as far, whether it's sport, I was never a sports person, but people in my family played sports mm -hmm. and, you know, all the lessons and we were big into music and all the time, you know, you spent practicing and, you know, I was a big band geek. So, <laughs> you know, I would practice for hours a day playing my saxophone and I was really good. And, you know, my parents drive me all around, but I think... Many times parents focus on just having their kids become these <clears throat> awesome at, you know, their specific area. Yeah. So when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, you know, how do I, how do we balance it out as our kids grow? Yeah. One of the warning signs um, that we listed is you can't relax and you can't enjoy quiet. Oof. I mean, how many, like, I, I'm even, even at the dinner table now, you know, I'm like, I eat fast. And by the time I'm done eating, I'm ready to move on with something like, okay, I need to go clean something yep. or I need to go fix something or I need to go do homework or, and you know, it, because my kids aren't able to have that good conversation and, and you yep. know, really interact with me, you know, it, it's so tempting just to get up from the table and go. And Rachel constantly has to remind me, no, yep. sit down and interact with him, you know, because, you know, and, and here's the thing, and we forget this. We forget this so many times when we get focused on all these things that we have to get done and we're jumping from one thing to another, you know, we, we can't relax. We, we can't enjoy the quiet. Uh, what we forget is that Cody Ray, my daughter, Wesley and Waylon are never going to be this age again. I know. 
They're never gonna today is the only day that's gonna happen. It's the youngest today, they're gonna be. Right? Yeah. Like tomorrow, I I can I can do something about tomorrow, but I can't do anything about what I've lost. Yeah. You know, and so for me it's like, man, I wanna I wanna figure out how to take get the most out of the time that I do have with them. Because yeah. being a pastor, being in ministry, we are busier, I think, than a lot of people. Um, probably not everybody, but a lot. And, you know, when we have those moments, when we have those opportunities to be with our families, to be still, to interact mm-hmm. with them, you know, I want to get, you know, quantity is great, but I really want it to be quality too. Correct. You know, it's like, you know, some because sometimes we're not going to get the quantity. And yep. so we got to make the quality count and we got to figure out, you know, how do we, you know, one of the things I do and, and, you know, I've tried to be better even this year at, you know, cause we talked about earlier in our first podcast, how we wanted to get better at these things, yep. you know, me and uh, the kids and Rachel have been doing devotionals about yep. every night. We haven't been perfect. We haven't done it yep. every night. That's awesome. Um, we don't usually do it on Wednesday nights. Cause by the time we get home from church, you know, it's nine, 10, nine 30, yeah. you know, it's getting o'clock. late. Yeah. And, uh, but we, you know, we're doing an indescribable book by Louis Giglio yeah. And they're really cool devotions. They're a little high for their level, um, yeah. but but you know they get something out of it and they enjoy it so much that Wesley actually um, will sometimes come remind me or Rachel, "Hey, let's do the devotion." Yeah, that's you know, really cool. When we're getting ready for bed and we're going through that routine, yeah. he's like, "You know, I want to read the devotion or I want to pick out the devotion," which is really cool. Yeah, I, this is just kind of a little side note coming off of that. But the last few weeks, you know, we always let the kids pick out a book and then we read like a Bible story, right? And the last few weeks, James was just like, oh, I want more of the Bible stories, more of the Bible stories. So it's been, That's you know, cool. cool to see that and, yeah. I, and how that plays out. So one of the questions I wanted us to focus on this morning is, you know, what are we doing, you know, practically or what are some of the underlying things we're trying to do to help our kids go serve and love, right? You know, our kids yeah. are young, so we, it looks different. It does. It definitely um, looks different. But what, and even with our families and you want to go first on that? You want me to? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean, at this age, yeah. one, two, and three, it definitely looks different. I think right now we're kind of setting the baseline for, hey, like yep. share, right? We're teaching our kids, you need to share your stuff. Sharing is caring. You know, because sharing is eventually <laughs> yeah. going to hopefully develop into um, everything isn't about me. Yep. Right. And and if we can get our kids to understand that everything isn't about me, then hopefully, you know, when they're older, they start thinking of others and that sharing has developed into giving or that yep. sharing has developed into serving, you know, yep. has developed into considering others, you know, above ourselves and not just staying focused. And so in these these first few years, we've got to focus yep. on some of those core elements of teaching our kids, you know, it's not about you. Yeah. You know, you need to share, right? You need to you also you also have to teach them, you know, uh consequences and yeah. things that happen because of how you act or what you do and and what's going to happen. Some of those consequences are are given by dad and mom and some of those consequences are natural. Yeah. You know, you're going to learn, hey, if you're jumping on the bed you and you fall, fall off, <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, right? Or if you're yep. if you're running around in your room and you trip and fall and you bust your head on your bed and you have a big old gash on your forehead yeah. like Wesley did a few months ago, you know, that's natural consequences. And so it's, it's teaching them, you know, cause and effect, no. sharing you know, and, and teaching them those core values that hopefully yeah. we can build on later. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've realized over the last, you know, probably six months or so is just how much our kids are watching us and how much 
they really do notice. I mean, even Theo, who, you know, he's two and a half years old and he's crazy and he's spunky, but how much they're watching us do those things. And, you know, one of the things I think is cool that you do is, you know, when some of your day, one of your days off is Friday, but many mm-hmm. times you're in here, but how yeah. you bring your kids and they see us working on things together. They see yep. us conversating with people. Uh, but the other day, you know, I, we were taking a meal over to somebody in our church who just had a baby. And like, I knew I should have put James's shoes on and got his coat, but they live right behind us. And I wanted to go make it fast, quick. make it fast, yep. quick. And, you know, and I didn't do that, but what a great opportunity that would have been for him just to see. And, mm. you know, they saw Sarah make the meal and prepare it. And we talked about why we were doing that, but yeah. the actual action of going over and seeing it That's and good. just encouraging them. Yeah. I mean, it's the, these kids can get focused on, you know, at, at any age, you can get focused on what, just what's in your world, right? Yep. Like, like where's my food coming from? Where are my toys? Where are my homework? You know, depending on age. Yep. And, you know, bringing them alongside us or, or, or bringing them alongside you as a parent to do something that is focused on other people yep. is a great way oh. to instill that into them. Yep. And just, but we have to be doing it too. We can't just yeah. <laughs> tell them about it. We can't just read a Bible story about somebody doing something good. Like we have to live it out. Yeah. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I slammed a cabinet door and James was like, looked at me. And then, you know, there he is the next day going around slamming cabinet doors. <laughs> like they are watching us. And that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I think another one or another cool thing that I do with the kids is every morning on the way to school, um, since my kids go to school at the same yeah, yeah. building that I work, you know, I get the privilege of taking them and we literally pray every morning. You know, I ask them for a prayer request. We pray for things like, hey. I pray that, you know, Theo will share and serve and love people. And, you know, they kind of roll their eyes a little bit. But yeah. once we get onto Cole Street, I'll be like, guys, guess what time it is? Theo will be like, pray, mommy, pray, mommy. <laughs> but just in, like you said, instilling those things, you know, at a young age. Yeah, especially at this age, so young, you just got to kind of build those core things that hopefully, you know, when they're hitting upper elementary, junior high, high school, you know, we're going to be able to build on those. You know, that's that's the desire, right? It's just yeah. laying that foundation. And I think, too, it's important that we understand that a lot of this happens in small change over time, right? Yeah. And I know you're similar to me. Like, we want to do something. We want to see a big result. We want it. Immediate result. We want it to, like, be monumental, right? Yeah. But, you know, parenting happens so much in this these tiny, small, you know, what we kind of consider maybe mundane mundane yeah, unimportant day to day stuff boring parts in life but yeah. we can't take that for granted we have to understand mm. those are the moments that change our kids yeah. and change our families absolutely and you know i once heard a mentor tell me he said ben we will most likely overestimate what we can accomplish in a short period of time but we underestimate what we can accomplish over a long period of time mm. I think that's the same with parenting. It's those small moments they just build on each other. Then, yeah. you know, 10 years from now, we'll be like, dude, we have kids <laughs> driving in high school. Then we'll be tackling, uh, oh. you know, those issues. But yeah, we're busy and we got to slow down. We got to take time to back up, you know, spend time with our families, spend time with our spouses and really talk yeah. about how we can go serve in love and not get caught up in and be a victim of the American culture. Uh, Cause when we do that really does hinder our witness mm-hmm. hinders the witness of Jesus, of the church. And just think of how much more effective 
uh, we could be if, you know, we plan, we have goals with our family yep. and activities that we're going to do. And it's hard when they're young. Yeah. But a lot to think about. Yeah. Any kind of final I got a lot. I got a lot of wheels just turning I in my know. head right now. I'm like, you know, it, it, one of the things I'm thinking is like, you know, we, like you said, that change, we underestimate what happens over a long period of time. You know, I think that's true for us, too. Yeah. You know, we, we, we look at ourselves as parents and we may say, you know, I'm not a good parent. Or you may say that, you know, I'm not parenting the way I want to be or I'm parenting just like my parents and I never wanted to do that, right? Like we, I think a lot of times as parents we fall into that trap of of comparing ourselves to other parents or comparing ourselves to our parents or, you know, and, and we're not happy with where we're at mm. as parents or as yep. husbands or as wives. And I think that we have to remember that significant change takes time. You know, yep. you're not going to you're not going to see that immediate result. It's those small moments that you build. It's like, you know, I've I've used this analogy before and I forget where I got it, but it's kind of like putting change in a pocket. Right. Yep. It's 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 making deposits. It's it's, you know, a, a, a piggy bank gets filled up one penny at a time. In the same way, you know, we're going to become better parents. We're going to become better husbands. You know, hopefully, you know, we're going to yep. have better wives over time as long as we're making those deposits, as long as yep. we're, we're, we're putting in just a little bit each time. And that's hopefully going to build and, and make us, you know, where we mm. want to be, you know, 10, 10 years from now, 15 years. You know, I look at, you know, our congregation and I, and everybody knows, uh, Joe and Lynn Hunt. Yep. And they're just an amazing couple in our church. And they're, they're, you know, they're, to me, they're kind of the, the patriarchs of, of what it means to be a, a godly example to yep. a younger generation. And, you know, and, and I look at them and I, and I talk to them and they used to be involved in youth ministry. And, you know, I hear some of their stories of when they were our age <laughs> and they were similar yeah. to us. Yeah. They didn't have everything figured out. They were still figuring things out, you know, but look at them now. And, you know, I mean, there's just so much God in them. It just yeah. radiates. Well, and even them. the legacy that they left, you know, their family with that. Yeah. And they're passing down from generation to generation. You know, I often think of, you know, as we wrap up that verse in Proverbs, it says, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Doesn't guarantee it. doesn't say yeah. the way they will go or the way they're going to go. It's the way they should go. And, you know, we have to do our part, but you know, our kids may are going to make bad choices yeah. and wrong choices and are we going to respond to them like the father and the with story grace. The, with grace yeah. and love and kindness? Or yeah. Are we going to drop the hammer, <laughs> drop the hammer, shun them? You know, we could talk about that forever. Yeah. But I'm excited for the next few weeks. So we've kind of laid the foundation for talking about healthy families and what that looks like and kind of what we're learning. Mm -hmm. Next week, we're going to talk more about that. I'm really excited because we're going to bring um, at least one guest on in a couple weeks to talk just get tips and what that looks like to be a healthy family and to be a parent, you know, from those who have done this <laughs> before us and, yeah. you know, the kids are grown up. But again, we would absolutely love to hear from you. And thanks for joining us as we figure out life together, as we talk about the topics that, you know, we're going through and hopefully, you know, it's beneficial to you as you're growing right where you are. But we're thankful that you joined us, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Uh, before we end. Okay. That's you know what? I, I think we should pray. You know what I mean? think that'd be a great I idea. I think that'd be a good thing. So I'm going to pray, okay. and then uh, we'll see you guys next week. I love it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Um, God, just knowing, Lord, that we don't have everything figured out. 
um, knowing that that you are in control and trusting you and and God as we uh, figure out how to be parents and and great husbands and you know as our wives figure out how to be uh, you know great wives and Lord I pray that um, Lord even those listening right now God that we would trust you that we would look for those little moments to build on that we would make those small investments those small deposits Lord that would that would just make us to be better. God, that we would ultimately seek you first, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Lord. God, I ask that you would just be working in our hearts, that you would be bringing us close to you. And through that, we would be able to better love our families, better love those in our lives. And God, that we would lead better, Lord. We ask these things in your name, Father. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.